Welcome to Respect Life Radio. My name is Deacon Jeff Bennett with Catholic Charities of the Archdiocese of Denver. And my special guest, who's been my special guest before, is the director of Respect Life Ministry for the Archdiocese and Catholic Charities, Lynn Grandin. Lynn, thanks for coming out again today. How you doing, Jeff? Doing great. Well, we've had a lot of different topics, but this week we're going to be talking about the Celebrate Life March. Uh, what is it? How can people participate? What can they expect? We'll go through the whole litany, really, so that we can get people excited about coming out and defending life. So I guess to start off with, what is the Celebrate Life March, and when is it, Lynn? You know, here's something people probably haven't thought of now, and it'll be 2019. This really is the largest civil rights movement of our time. Every January now, people join together by the hundreds of thousands to remember the tragedy of the Roe versus Wade decision and what it's done to our nation. Some people may not be aware that the numbers are above 60 million of the children that we've lost since January of 1973. So people gather and march peacefully all across the United States, and every year the crowds grow larger. We'll be getting together in Denver on Saturday, January 12th at 1 p.m. on the west steps of the Capitol building downtown for an opening rally, and then we'll walk a reasonable distance downtown, which is really suitable for seniors and even families with strollers. Well, so we've done the march many years in a row, and really it's patterned after the, the march in D.C., right? And then we also have a march out in San Francisco, kind of the two larger marches that we have. Um, but we wanted to make sure that people would be able to attend a march without having to travel halfway across the country, correct? That's right. For whatever reason, there are people that can't travel all the way to D.C., and we thought about that. And so a few years ago, we decided to host here in Denver, and people are really appreciative. So there's a lot of joy and um there's many things that you can expect here in Denver that are just as exciting, just as not as a gigantic a scale as in D.C. or San Francisco. Well, and it's unfortunate for some of those other marches because they really do draw hundreds of thousands of people. And if you were paying attention to the media, it seems like there's maybe just a handful that show up. Uh, so don't be, those of you who are listening, don't be... Uh, taken in by the lack of media coverage on these events. There really are hundreds of thousands of people throughout the country that participate every from coast to coast and here in Denver. So what can people expect here in Denver? If I, if I was thinking about coming to the march, um, you know, is it a peaceful thing? Are people yelling and screaming? I mean, what, what should I expect? No, there's people not yelling and screaming unless they're laughing and just so happy with their voices raised. We are so full of joy here. You know, our, ma our march really shows the ethnicity and the cultural difference of Denver compared to other cities. We have very lively um, ethnic dance groups. We have mariachi bands. We have lots and lots of young people. Our seminarians march with us. We have religious sisters in full habit. People come out and they see them and they're so encouraged by their witness. So we have great music coming too. And um, it's never boring and people have so much fun. 
Well, I mean, the title is Celebrate Life March, right? It's not a protest. It's not a place for people who are just going to be angry. We want to celebrate the gift of life that we've been given by our Creator and that dignity we all have because of that creation. Is, is the title meant to tell people what to expect? Yes. Um, this is not a angry march. Uh, we're not going to have any semblance of anger at all. Um uh, our theme last year was Bring Your Joy, and uh, people caught on to that. Um, lots and lots of photographs and video from the day really show that, and you can see that on our website, respectlifedenver.org. You can look back at previous years and um, kind of get the genre of how happy people are um, as they're walking with us. And I did participate last year and the last few years, and I do remember after the Celebrate Life March last year, not only right after the event, but even weeks and months after the event, talking to people who came to the event, just kind of scouting it out because they were afraid to bring their family because they see what happens in that women's march that happens after this event and other marches where people are yelling and screaming. And to a person, I heard how pleased they were that people were excited and they were laughing and it was just really a joyful time. Did you have the same experience uh, encountering others? Um, the other adorable thing that I saw was along the march, the police stand and um, protect us from the traffic that's still going on um, one side. And they are and have been all smiles and waving at us as we're walking and did um tell me personally afterwards, they said, you know, we love to uh, come to this event because you people are wonderful. So that's a great testimony to our faith. Well, and I do remember people passing the police officers and actually thanking them for all yes. they do. So yes. it, it's unfortunate that they don't receive that all the time because without <laughs> them, we'd be living in anarchy. Uh, but it is great to hear everybody involved, from the police to the participants to the speakers, Everyone really enjoys the event, and it is a manageable distance to walk. It's just really around Civic Center Park, and it's a great uh, opportunity for families to come out and make a public witness. So I mentioned speakers just a second ago. So what does the day look like, and who are the speakers we have? Well, this year we're encouraging parishes to hold their own special mass in the morning of the 12th of January, and then either bus or carpool downtown in time to find parking for that rally at the Capitol. And we do post downtown parking lots on our website um, that will help people get there with a reasonable amount of time to walk on over. And every year we try to get better. So this year, we have David B. Wright, who is the founder of 40 Days for Life as our MC. He's internationally known. And prior to the rally, we've always had just kind of simple music in the past as people gather. This year, we're going to have even richer music from a full praise and worship band that everyone loves from Our Lady of Loretto. Of course, our archbishop will be speaking at the rally. He comes over from the Mass at the cathedral. This year, we're also going to have Elias Moe, the new young superintendent of our archdiocesan schools, and um, he'll give some encouragement to all of our Hispanics that attend as well. Then we'll have a vibrant representative from Students for Life. They're always exciting to have with us, and an amazing family that is courageously raising three children with Down syndrome 
their testimony is extraordinary. And of course, just like last year, which was a big hit, the St. John Vianney Seminary Choir are going to wrap it up before we walk. So it will be electric. Well, that's a lot to pack in an hour, but I will say, because people have uh, pushed on us, make sure you're on time, and we definitely make sure we're on time. And actually, the Praise and Worship Band is Our Lady of Lords, correct? Oh, you're right. All right, well, I got one right sooner or later. <laughs> Even a blind squirrel finds an acorn. Uh, can you talk a little bit more about our MC, David B. Wright? Because I think it's really an interesting story, and to be able to get him to come out here is uh, no small feat. Yeah, David spearheaded that amazing 40 Days for Life organization, which has grown in participation now to, I think, 415 cities internationally. He started in Bryan, Texas, just as a campaign of peaceful prayer and fasting for 40 days outside of their abortion clinic there to pray for an end to abortion, and he thought it was going to be a one-time event. He has since traveled all around the world and confidently shares the pro-life message that all life has value and that God definitely answers prayer and is still in the miracle-working business. So now we uh, have him coming here. We're really excited about it. He's decided to um, visit us in frequent year in the past recent years, excuse me, and um, we became friends as we worked to get it off the ground here in Denver, and we've stayed in touch. And I remember one of the first times I talked to him, he said, well, you know, I'm, I'm not Catholic, but my wife is. And so we've prayed for him. And um, interestingly enough, he's just made the journey from Protestantism to the Catholic Church just this past Easter. And he is on fire. He's come on board with Focus, which is headquartered here in Genesee part-time. And so we reached out to him and uh, asked him if he would be interested to come out in January and head up our march, and he is so excited. So we celebrate 40 Days for Life twice a year here. We just finished it up this past uh, early November is when it finished up. And so really we can use the 40 Days for Life kind of as a springboard to get people excited about the Celebrate Life March because Really, it's giving a public witness and defending life, and we don't see enough of that. Now, we mentioned hundreds of thousands of people, but, you know, the Archdiocese of Denver has over 500,000 Catholics. And I know last year we ended up with about 5,000 people, but good grief, we should be able to get more than that. I mean, this is a public witness to defending life life from conception through natural death. And that's the other piece, right? It is life for the whole continuum of life from birth to death, not just the unborn, correct? And everything in between. Well, and it's important that we remind people of that because we see life assaulted uh, in the womb. And then we've seen, you know, just this past couple years ago that euthanasia was passed here in Colorado. So the attacks of life are nonstop and are at all stages. And this is a peaceful, prayerful, celebratory way to come out and show everyone that life matters. And not only does life matter, but life is joyful. And so to have David B. Wright come out, who started the 40 Days for Life, which has been a huge successful campaign uh, in terms of saving babies during those 40 days, twice a year in the fall and then in the spring, is great. And to have a convert 
you know, maybe he even might talk a little bit about that. We'll, we'll have to try to see if we can get him on the air to talk about his story, because I bet it's an amazing one. It is. So who should come out on January 12th? You know, I would say everyone who cares about humanity at every stage, because we need to be the voice for the voiceless. We need to be the protectors of the defenseless. Everyone who affirms that every life is a good and perfect gift. We, we, we've even seen last year, we even saw a group with a big sign up. We love people that bring their signs. And they said, atheists for life. We were so surprised, but they said, no, we, you know, we might not believe in God at this stage of our lives, but we believe that, that life has value. So we encourage everyone that realizes that humanity is, um, is worth um, defending uh, should come out and be with us. So there's really no excuse not to come out. I mean, if you want to come out for the, the rally that starts at 1 o'clock, that's great. The speakers are going to start at 2 as soon as – oh, I got that wrong again, huh? The rally at, is at 1. The That's rally the is at 1. Start. The speakers start at 1. The march starts at 2. Yeah. You know, I was bragging on getting the right answer, and then I go right down You're to even. my old self. Well, I'd like to think I was even. Actually, I'm behind. <laughs> uh, but it's, you know, come on out at 1 o'clock. Listen to the speakers. By the time you march around Civic Center Park, depending on the crowd, you'll be done by 2.30, quarter to 3. Uh, plenty of time to get home. But we'd really like you to come out. You had mentioned earlier about uh, masses, but we're actually going to have masses near downtown. So for people that want to come early, uh, I think 11.30, is that the one at Holy Ghost? I think Holy Ghost is at 11 because they have a little ways to walk. See, I told you I'm now behind. You're, you're, you're very close. The, if I stop talking, I'll probably end up just one or two behind. <laughs> but the cathedral is at 1130. So you were close. Okay. Well, all right. Well, I had a 50-50 shot and guessed wrong. <laughs> but well, there's an opportunity to come down, go to Mass. I know at Holy Ghost, they provide sandwiches after the Mass downstairs in their community center, which is great. And they That's did right. it last year which was very popular, and then you can walk to uh, Civic Center Park, the steps of the Capitol, to participate in all the festivities. But it really is a great way to start the day being prayerful. And you mentioned also we're trying to encourage churches, parishes, to have masses prior and then come down. Have, have we done that in the past? We haven't done that in the past. We tried to do um, masses at a number of churches downtown, and I think that was just a little tougher for people that weren't familiar with location and then how to get down to the rally from there. So uh, we're going to make a hard push for people to ask their pastors to have a special mass that morning to give people enough time to grab something to eat um, and head down from mass and um, either find parking, which, like we said, we'll have maps up, or uh, bring a bus down. And we have a man that's in charge of bus parking, too. We'll have all of that information on our website because we want as many people to come as possible. And so they should be thinking about now, right after this broadcast, to think about trying to secure um, a bus for their parish if they haven't done that already. So just as a reminder, you're listening to Respect Life Radio. Our special guest today is the director of the Respect Life Office, 
Lynn Grandin, and we're talking about the Celebrate Life March, which will take place on January 12th. Uh, you had mentioned one of the speakers is the new superintendent of Catholic schools. There really is a push to try to get more students to come out and to bring their parents. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yes, we've talked to him and um, suggested that he create some kind of an impetus for all of our, our and schools to bring their kids out, to make banners, to walk with them. Um, last year, we had a huge group of Vietnamese um, children all dressed with something similar on, and, and they had a tremendous presence. So um, he's pretty fired up about this and would love to get the schools out. And since he's representing them, I hope that 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 will encourage them, too, that, that their superintendent will be there cheering for them. Well, you'd mentioned uh, a big contingent of Vietnamese who had come out from Queen of Vietnamese Martyrs. And it's amazing, whenever we have an event like this that really defends life, religious liberty, those type of things, they have a huge turnout. And a lar- a re- the reason for that is because most of their either parents or grandparents lived through communism in Vietnam. So they really understand what it means when there's assault on life, there's assault on religious liberty. And sometimes we in America get a little too comfortable. We're kind of like the frog in the pot. And we don't realize how hot the water's getting. And we really need to take a page from their playbook and realize, look, don't wait until it's too late. Come on out and make a public witness. How, what would you say to that? Well, my husband and I also worked under communism, um, but we didn't grow up in it um, like the Vietnamese have. But they they realize that seriousness. I agree wholeheartedly with you. And and I'll just say firmly here, you know, persecution has never hurt the church. And it'll be a sad day when things get tough enough to where we really have to decide, you know, are we um, going to move forward or aren't we? When my husband worked in former Yugoslavia, I I remember a story where a soldier came into one of the churches, held his rifle up and said, if you're not a Christian, you better get out now. And people were jumping out the windows and running. And finally, when they'd all left, there was still a small group there. And they said, he said, are all of you Christians? Are you prepared to die for your faith? And they said, yes. And he burst in tears, threw his rifle down and said, my brothers and my sisters, because he knew the others, you know, might turn him in. And and uh, far be it from me to say, I hope that, you know, our country never has to go through that. But the way things are going in the culture of death right now, we shouldn't be surprised if we start falling under some serious persecution, especially the way the culture of death is moving in to our state by the laws that have just been passed in the past year for our elderly and our seniors. So um, I agree wholeheartedly with you. We need to show up and show Colorado that that there are people, lots of people, thousands of people, young and old, families with babies and schools full of children, that we value all life. And we are full of joy, not anger, because joy is contagious. We want people to see us and say, what do they have? I want that. Well, I think that's a great story and a great example, right? We're not at a point now where we think martyrdom will happen immediately. But good grief, if we don't come out and make a stand and make a statement on life now, we can see we're headed down that road. I've talked to 
priest that grew up in Poland who said everything that's going on in the United States, they saw in Poland. And it's like we never learn from history, which means we're doomed to repeat it. And that's that's at our own fault because people are warning us, whether it's uh, those that came from Vietnam, those that came from Yugoslavia, Poland. They've seen this, right? This isn't a one-trick pony, but we sit there and think, wow, everything's great. You know what? I'd rather watch the ball game. I'd rather do this. I'd rather do that. You can't spare an hour or two to come down in a joyful, celebratory manner to promote and defend life from conception through natural death. And what a great witness it is for our young people, our children. You know, a lot of times they're the ones who want to come and the parents don't feel like it because they're too lazy. And so we need to get off our couches, get off of our chairs, get turn off the television set and come down for a couple of hours and just see how joyful it is and how appreciative everyone is to be there and to be able to defend life from conception through natural death. I remember last year we had the president of Colorado Christian University, Dr. Sweeting, come speak, and he had a powerful message. And so this isn't just a Catholic thing either, right? We want anybody who defends life. You mentioned atheists for life, but any group that defends life from conception through natural death, we want them to attend, don't we? Absolutely. 100%. Everyone should come. And um, a a serious thought that, that we'd love to leave with you Um, through this broadcast is, you know, this really is the American Holocaust that's going on. And at the end of time, are we going to stand before God and have him say to us, while this Holocaust was going on in your lifetime, what did you personally do about that? Are we going to be able to stand before him and say, well, I I didn't do anything? Well, I thought about it twice and (laughs) didn't end up going. Um, but eventually there, there won't be an opportunity to do it, potentially, if you look at the history of those other countries we mentioned before. So now is the time to get up, make a statement, and defend life. I mean, the Respect Life Office of Denver has events throughout the year. This is kind of a culmination of all the things that are going on, wouldn't you say? Yes, yes. And um, this is a very simple, wonderful, exciting, fun way to make a public witness for your faith. And, you know, I'm no weatherman, so I don't know what the weather is going to be. But boy, the last few years, it's been really nice out there. It was hard to believe we were actually in January. But whether it's Flurian or 50 degrees, we need to show up. And maybe when it's colder, we even makes it look like more of a witness because we're willing to make somewhat of a sacrifice uh, to come down and march and to celebrate. And you mentioned uh, before, but can you go through, we have dancers, we have musicians. What else do we have? Oh, we have so many things. Yes, we have ethnic dancers. We have um, some surprises that are coming along, so everybody will just have to wait and and um Wait to see those when they get there. But like we said, we have that praise and worship band. Um, we have, uh, it, gracious me, there are so many things it's hard to even. Um, I call them think feather about. dancers, but I know oh, they're they're gosh. whatever they are. Yeah, those are ethnic dancers. Yeah, from from Mexico, those come every year. Mariachi bands, um, so many fun things, and we have a couple of folks um, 
that we're waiting to hear from, too, that if they show up, it's really going to make it exciting. And so for people who want more information, where can they go? I mean, they can listen to this show, obviously, but where can they go online to get more information and to get updated uh, information on parking and things you had mentioned earlier? It's so easy to remember. It's respectlifedenver.org. And so for those that are interested, again, it's respectlifedenver.org. It encourage everyone to do two things. One, put January 12th on your calendar. And then to get the specifics of the day, go ahead and look up respectlifedenver.org on your computer. Make sure that you have the times right, because if you're listening to me, there's a chance you probably won't. So go ahead and look those up, find out the time, mark it on your calendar so other things don't come up, like this word called skiing that I hear a lot of people like to do. They head up in all kinds of traffic to spend a lot of money to slide down a hill. Now, I hear that's fun, but you can not fight traffic, not spend a lot of money, and make a public witness for life in Denver on January 12th. You could sacrifice the slopes for one day. One day. One day. And you can go Sunday if you need to go. After Mass, right? We're not skipping (laughs) Mass. We need to make sure that we have our priorities in order. And those priorities start with looking up respectlifedenver.org. And again, it's January 12th. Uh, Can you go through just the list of speakers one more time, Lynn, as we have about a minute or so to go? We've got David B. Wright as our MC, the founder of 40 Days for Life, Archbishop Aquila, Elias Moe, the superintendent of schools, Students for Life, an amazing family raising children with Down syndrome, and the St. John Vianney Seminary Choir to wrap it up. And for those listening, you don't have to listen to me speak at the event, so that ought to be a draw in and of itself. We just look forward to everyone coming down. If you're a kid listening to this, say, hey, mom and dad, we need to go. If you're mom and dad, you tell the kids, hey, we're going. You're going to have a great time. And they always do. You can make your own signs. We'll have signs there. If you feel like you're not artistic like me and you don't want to draw stick people, that would be a great thing to do. But come down, go to mass, participate. And so we only have a few seconds left. Lynn, can you just say the date and the website one more time? January 12th, respectlifedenver.org. Thank you, Lynn Grandin. God bless.